So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast. And I know, look, I start off every episode saying that I'm excited, I'm happy, you know, I'm very glad. And that's very true. But for everybody, you know, tapping in, for everybody out there listening, whether it be IG Live, whether it be, you know, just tapping into the interview here on YouTube or whatever platform you're on. Can can we just take a moment to look at how fly my man is, to take a moment to just look at how good my man Brendan looks, man? I'm, it's just crazy. Like, I, you know, I felt like I, I just put on a little pole, I put on a little sweater underneath, but my man's got the bow tie, he's got the blazer, he's got the, look, decked out for real. But no, on a, on a more serious note, I'm very excited to be sitting down um, today with a great friend of mine, a great somebody who I went to high school with, somebody who, you know, we relate to each other a lot more than we realize. And that was something that, you know, catching up with him last week, just in talking to him, I really realized that, you know, that we really have a similar path, that we really are on the same trajectory and everything like that. We have a lot of similar experiences, but I was blessed enough to meet him in high school. So very excited to be sitting down with my man, Brendan Daly today. Very excited for what he's coming to bring y'all today. I know he has a lot of substance. I know he has a message, some gems for somebody out there. So Brendan, I, I can hype you up some more, bro, but I just want to know, you know, how you doing today, bro? How you feeling? Hey, uh, tomorrow. Seriously, I just want to first say thank you so much for, you know, having me on here, man. I, you know, I've been following your thing and I'm grateful and I'm, you know, blessed to be, you know, in this situation to, you know, have a, have a conversation with you on your, on your platform here. So I'm great, man. You know, honestly, I couldn't be better. So I'm doing well, man. I love that. You couldn't be better. You couldn't look better. It's just like, it's amazing, bro. So for everybody out there tapping in from my side, from your side, for those of y'all who kind of missed the intro a little bit. So me and Brendan, we went to high school together. We played football together. We, it was Brendan was somebody who, you know, Brendan has a hell of a personality. I would say it's just like, he's, he's very, he's a very vibrant individual. He's somebody who, you know, talking to him, meeting him, you may not necessarily click with him from the beginning. You may kind of have your views, your opinions, whatever. Everybody's entitled to him. It is what it is. But for me, for Brendan, I really felt like he was a very genuine individual. I really felt like he was somebody, you know, who, when you really sat back and talked to him, whether it be about football, whether it be about life, whatever the case may be, he has something for you. I really feel like, you know, he, he added a lot of value to my life. We were related to each other. Like I said, a lot more than we realized. So for everybody tapping in, bro, from every different platform, from my side, from your side, people may be joining us for the first time. Can you just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll bring you on the down the business podcast today? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Tomorrow. No problem, man. You know, I would say it's a variety of things, really. But mostly, I think it's just uh, an opportunity to kind of, you know, I actually just uh, recently went through a career change. And, uh, you know, a lot of life changes, a lot of big changes have happened for me, uh, you know, in less than the last couple months. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, uh, have an opportunity to explain that and kind of just kind of explain the steps that got me here, man, you know, and just like how, you know, how I was able to to overcome, you know, the adversity that we, you know, we all face, we all have had different kinds of adversity different everyone has a different life everyone's their own individual man but like you know we can be on you know different roads but get to the same place kind of thing you know and i kind of wanted to you know just just that's really what brought me here today man just to kind of share my energy with everyone man I, I really want you know people to you know take it for what it is and i want them to interpret it the way that they want you know absolutely and i love that just because you know something that you touched on very early is just that you recognize that everybody is going to take a different thing from this you recognize that look you're going to just give what you have to give. You're not going to tell people the right or wrong way. You're not going to tell people, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Hey, this is what I did. You're going to recognize that, look, I have my experiences. I have what I did. You know, I, I'm still living life. But at the end of the day, if you can relate to this or if you can kind of shape shift it and put your own little spin on it, and that's perfect. So a word that you use, a word that I love just because, you know, it's something I've come to appreciate myself is adversity. Talk a little bit, please, about, you know, some of the adversity that you face, some of what has really allowed you to be into the position that you are today and how you really, you know, 
overcome adversity because like you said, it's something that we're still facing. It's something that we're going to continue to face, but it's something that, you know, can be handled, can be managed. So for you, how does that work? How does that look? Absolutely, man. That's a great question. Very loaded question. But, uh, it, you know, I would say that, you know, I want to take you guys back to, you know, when I was younger. So, you know, growing up, you know, I was, you know, a bit of a rambunctious kid. You know, I was, you know, I didn't do really well in school. I grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So Doylestown, so about 45 minutes, you know, north or so of, of Philadelphia. I have three siblings, so I'm one of four. And but, you know, I always kind of, uh, you know, had like a fire under me almost, I guess is the right way to say, to say it like in a good way, right? You know, because, uh, you know, you can take that in many different ways. But, you know, I was going to get in trouble in school. I wasn't really doing well and, and you know, this and that. And so, you know, my, you know, my father, he, uh, you know, he fell to the arms of uh, alcoholism. He uh, passed away when he was 45 years old. So, and that was when I was 13. So the last couple years of his life. So being that I was 13 years old, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, the memories from, you know, even from like, you know, say like 10 to 13 are very, uh, you know, it's like, you only remember those things where like you were, you're in a moment, you're in a, like a sporting event or like, you know, you, you went somewhere and you experienced something, you had a heightened sense of something, right. And you, so your brain like kind of goes back to that place. And for me, there was many of those moments in the last couple of years of his life. And unfortunately, uh, you know, one morning he didn't wake up. And, and so from that point on, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's been, you know, 12 years now and it's a, it's kind of crazy to say that, like, I can say that it's been over a decade, you know, and like using that, that term is, is, uh, it, it totally, out, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, because it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to grasp that. But the, the thing is, is that my, my idea of the things I want to talk about is how, you know, that how you have to grasp those things, you have to, you have to, you have to acknowledge what's happening in order to, in order to move forward. And so, so anyways, as I, you know, from 13 years old on, uh, you know, I was, you know, first couple years after my dad passed were, were really tough. So I was at a public school here in, in Bucks County. And then, you know, because, you know, I got into like, you know, you know, some stuff that I shouldn't have been doing when I was young, like drinking and stuff. And, you know, just because I was just trying to find this release and I was I was kind of running with the wrong crowd a little bit. And so my mom pulled me out of public school out of the uh, with the kids that I was with and put me into Catholic grade school for one year. And so both of my old, so I have two older brothers and a younger sister. And both my older brothers were already at LaSalle at this point, and uh, which is where you know I met Tamar, and and so I would naturally want was going to go there, but I I really didn't want to go. I like really didn't want to go. I, I hated the fact that she put me in the school, and I had I just was filled with with hatred and resentment, you know, of like not understanding like what like why my dad was the way he was because the one of the things that's hardest for me to deal with is the fact that, you know, I never really got out of him when I ever really wanted, man, because I was 13 years old, you know, that stage in your life, that that adolescent teenage age is such a, you know, it's very vulnerable, man. And I think it, it really, it, it hurt me um, going forward from that because I wasn't really sure how to deal with it. So I kind of lashed out uh, uh, way more than I usually would, right? You know, when I was younger, before that, it was almost like, you know, I was just getting in trouble. It was anything. It was nothing major. I was just like kind of being a kid, you know. But now it was like getting serious, you know. And I was, you know, I was getting like fights on the basketball court, like creating like tons and scenes, and like you know, I was like cursing at my my you know teachers, like even even you know Catholic nuns, and that you know obviously you know looking back, that's something that I'm not very proud of, man. But you know, I would say that I did I did end up going with Sal and. And I would say that in a lot of ways, man, LaSalle, you know, must save my life, you know, and I met people like you and, um, you know, tons of other, tons of other people, you know, another person I saw recently, Brandon O'Donnell, I mean, he, great guy, you know, we played football with him, you know, I, you know, connected with Levi Hardy last night, you know, Joey Ruder, like all these guys, all these guys that I met there, man, like have, have made an impact, whether I, we strayed away from in college or not, you know, 
And so really, like, even though the, the episodes get so at that point, when I got into high school, man, I started to, you know, I started to actually do better in school. I started to apply myself because I started to really care, you know, and I and I really like I, you know, really wanted to turn the table because I didn't want I didn't want to put this on on, you know, my mom was going through so much, you know, what I mean, like she was, you know, she's the same age as my dad, you know what I mean? Can you imagine losing your husband or wife at, you know, in your mid 40s? It's like, you know, what are you going to do? And and so, um, you know, she, my, her brother, um, she's one of seven, her, you know, one of my uncles, my uncle Dennis, you know, he was a, he was a tremendous help, you know, financially and, and otherwise, uh, you know, like, like supporting us, uh, just, you know, making sure that we went back to a life that was as normal as it was before, you know, and, you know, despite what anything that I did, you know, it, was, it, it is what it is. And so there were so many moments in my life, man, that have led me to this moment. And, you know, like as I progressed through high school and like things happen, you know, really one of the unfortunate things is, you know, when I was a senior in high school, you know, I was, uh, you know, one of my, my girlfriend at the time, you know, she cheated on me with, you know, an individual that I was close with. And, and, and I think the, one of the things that I really want to start getting into is I, I don't want to be too long winded about it is that forgiveness is the ultimate, is the ultimate uh, path to freedom, you know, and like, and no matter, no matter what happened, who does it to you, how it is, man, it's, it's all about how you feel man it's all about how you feel and how you present yourself in the world but it just took me such a long time to realize that and i'm still working every single day to try to develop myself in that way to to, to not build up resentment man it's the resentment and guilt man just builds up all of these things and like that idea can really really crush someone man because if you can't because if you can't truly forgive someone because if you got is so for example with the example that i'm saying now if you got cheated on right it's like, okay, well, that wasn't my fault. That's your fault. And it's like, well, you did this, blah, 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 you know, but it's, it's more about, okay, acknowledging the fact that, yeah, what were the steps that led up to that point? What was, what allowed that to happen, you know, and acknowledging that, you know, and, and, and setting yourself free of the fact that you don't have to harbor all that and you don't have to lose friends over it. And you know what, the really, the thing that happened to me is that I decided to, and this was my choice to kind of stray away from a lot of the guys that I got really close with, you know, and, and I don't have any regrets in that, in that case, because I'm glad to be talking about it today, you know, cause it's a very powerful thing, man. And it's a very, it was a very significant thing. And, you know, and if uh, that individual and I will, will never name any names ever heard me uh, say this, you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, I, I've forgiven you for years, man. So like, I just, in terms of uh, my path now, I wanted to explain it cause it was a significant thing that happened to me in high school. And then I went to college, man, and I completely started over. You know, I completely started over. This was second half of senior year. And I said, okay, you know what, dude, clean slate, you know, and I, you know, I made new friends, you know, every, I got all this new energy, man. I, you know, I continued to play music, you know, and I, I would say, dude, like there's really other, aside from my mom, cause you know, my mom's, you know, without her, I wouldn't be anywhere is that it's music and, and yoga completely, completely changed my life, man. And, and the pursuit of, of music has led me into, uh, you know, in, into a stage where, you know, it's like, it's like, I can feel the worst. I can feel the happiest. I can feel the same. It doesn't matter how I feel, man. Music always brings you back home, man. And I just, that's why I love playing it because when I play it, it's like, it's like, you know, this cerebral thing, man. And I think it's a universal thing. It's like, it's literally incorporates the entire globe of it's the entire uh, species of humanity, man. Like no matter what music you like or whatever, man, it's, it's something that is inherent in us. And that that's why it's so cool. And, you know, me playing it too, kind of fuse those two things together, which was really great. And then about three years ago, I got introduced to yoga and I started doing it. Like I do it, I actually do now I do it from anywhere from like five to six days a week, you know? And, and I, you know, it's like, 
it's the idea that like being in the present moment because we're always thinking about the future we're always thinking about the past like it's either it's either the future it's the past you understand rather it's, let me rephrase it it's either the past or it's the you know it's the future you know it's like we're thinking about but our minds dude our mind never stops working it's like but you know one of the things that yoga taught me was that like okay if we can understand that we're going to have to face adversity and we're going to have negative emotions they're going to that's going to come to us just being able to be an observer of those thoughts man because but it, then you you ask the question well why do i react in situations be, you know when i when i get in a fight with someone and and you know it's because you're feeling triggered because of something that happened before you know but it's acknowledging that that did happen and and saying that like whatever's happening in that in that moment is either you're going to be in, you're always in control if you want to be and two if you're if you're not it's because you're letting yourself get there and three if you just let it happen and they continue to do what they're doing it's because they have they have their own issues or own insecurities and so you know as i've moved through you know life i you know i just you know i don't want to you know kind of definitely a lot of different things to talk about but i think one of the main points that i wanted to bring forth and bringing out my dad's death was that, you know, it's like, I, you know, I forgive him for what he did, man. Like, and you know, as, as, as hard as that is, man, it's taken me 12, almost 12 years to really fully say that with the, with a full heart, man, because it's like, I can't change the past. No one can change the past, man. Like we're all going to do things wrong. We're all going to feel, we're all going to feel bad. We're all, dude, I always say, you know, I had this, I, I had this thought that like, dude, happiness is just one thought away, man. If you are grateful just for one thing every day, man, I, I promise you, you'll be, you'll be a little bit better each night so that's where i kind of want to want to leave that and uh you know so that's kind of what has brought me uh, partly uh, to who i am today i love that bro i i've had people you know in front of me on my ig live say that you're preaching i've had people be able to relate to that but me personally you know i hearing that it's just like wow that's amazing you know just from the perspective shift to just you know just even the life lessons in that even how sometimes our experiences whether we were in charge of them or not shape us how they you know, how they can change our mindset, how they can have us look at things differently. And like you said, a lot of the time, sometimes we're not even, we're not even at fault for how, you know, certain things that we go through or how the cars were dealt or things like that. But it's all about what are you going to do with that hand? I always think about that, how in, in a spades game and cars, period, you have no idea what's being dealt in front of you. But you know, when you flip those cards over, you have to make the best of it regardless. And I feel like a lot of that can definitely relate to life in the sense of, you know, well, for one, simply put, we didn't ask to be here. As, as human beings, as you know, I didn't I didn't know that when, you know, once my my mom got pregnant and things like that, that it was going to be me that I was going to pop out. But, you know, in this life now, I have to live it. I have to live with, you know, things that happen, whether it's my fault, whether it's just it comes with the territory or anything like that. But I feel like that that's hard and not everybody can understand that, that, you know, sometimes that you literally have to take responsibility for things or speak on behalf of things or act or react on things that had nothing to do with you that you weren't even involved in, that, you know, you may not have necessarily even triggered or anything like that. So a lot of what I hear from you is really a mindset change or really a perspective shift, but also an understanding that, you know, there's more to life than this. There's more to just beating myself up. There's more to just being a hothead. There's more to just, you know, snapping and doing things that I'm not supposed to be doing, involving myself in avenues that may not necessarily benefit me directly. So I love that. And, you know, just in Obviously, I know you personally. Obviously, I've been able to see a lot of this. I've been able to see a lot of growth. And bro, something that was so beautiful to me was just catching up with you the other day. Just really realizing that not necessarily, like I said, we all go through struggles. We all have different things that are happening to us. But even something I spoke about on a previous episode was just about how sometimes we can struggle so bad or we can just go through things for so long that we think it's just us. We think it's just literally tailored to us. We think that Brendan's the only one struggling. We think that Tamar's the only one struggling. I think that, you know, my IG Live followers, sometimes have you just really felt like, you know, you're the only one in a predicament, but little do you know, you take a step back 
everybody is fighting some type of battle. Life is hard, regardless of how you look at it. But something that I think life teaches you is to really appreciate the small things. And I really can't emphasize and reiterate that enough of how, you know, you can go through so much in your life. You can literally, I lost a parent, I lost my mom. Brendan just talked about how he lost his dad. I felt like, you know, I lost my mom with no rhyme or reason. Literally had the doctors look me in my face and say, this was a one in a million death. You know, had your mom showed any symptoms, had had we been able to test for this, or had she had high blood pressure, had she had diabetes, we would have cured this. This is hereditary. So if it's hereditary, how did nobody else in my family have it when we all got tested? How was my mom the only one that had it? How did her heart suddenly become just so enlarged it just started beating irregularly? But for me, if I continue to, you know, just beat myself up or just take blame for things that necessarily were not influenced by me, bro, I would be in a terrible headspace. Like, you know, it's, so it's, it's all about two under for a while, bro. I will definitely admit it to my followers, to you. For a while, I was very confused. I was upset. I lost faith. I'm not going to lie to you. I woke up at my grandparents' house the, the very next day after my mom passed away. Distraught, lost, confused. But what was one of the first things that I said? I got to go back to school. I got to do something. I got to get around the guys. I got to, you know, I, I need something to happen here. And it's a, it's a matter of recognizing that your situation is not your destination. It's a, it's a matter of also realizing that, you know, we're all going to go through things. You're not the one that you're not just the one that struggled. And I even spoke about it previously, but it's just like, bro, it could always be worse. Something else could always be happening and things like that. So something that I really want to pose to you is just like, at what point in your life did you really feel that perspective? Shift? At what point in your life did you really feel like, yo, I'm Brandon. I need to take control of my circumstance. I need to take control of what's in front of me. But I also need to realize what's in front of me because it's one thing to, you know, see your situation. It's one thing to see things in front of you. It's one thing to be going through things and just, you know, want to react or want to try to, you know, be copacetic or just get things on a level playing field. But it's another thing when you realize, hey, I'm not in control right now. But hey, at the end of the day, I trust what's going on. I may not necessarily agree with it. I may not understand what's going on but I have to trust what's going on. I trust that I'm going to make it out of this. I trust that I'm going to make it out of better days. So at what point for you, at what point in your journey, whether it be before the music, during the music, whether it be before football, high school, at what point did you really realize, hey, I got to shift here. I, I got to do something different. This is not going to make or break me. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I rebound from this. I'm going to make sure that I continuously progress and move forward. Great question, man. And those things that you said were, you know, really incredible. And and I'll start off with uh, answering, you know, multifaceted question uh, to answer. But you know, to be honest with you, and you know what, tomorrow I want to, you know, I wanted to take this opportunity to to give my full authentic self to to this podcast and whoever may view it, man, because I, I don't think that it does any justice for me to to me for me to sugarcoat anything, man. I want them to understand me because I want someone else to feel that okay, you know what, it's okay to feel like that. And so I would say, man. It really happened for me very, like, very recently in the last, like, couple years, dude, even after college, man. Because, you know, it's like th there was things that happened then where there was just so – there was visceral this or visceral that. And it was just like, you know, but there wasn't any perspective. Even though I, like, tried to, it was like, you know, I was in a, I was in a relationship in, in college. And uh, and the girl's with she was, you know, it's a great, great person and, you know, amazing. Just, you know, we didn't work out. But I think for, for me specifically in that, there were so many things that I just – wasn't recognizing like I was just it was it was how I felt not because of what actually was happening you know and I was projecting that onto her or whatever and there was all other situations so it's just that like really it was you know so recently because to get more specific so in college I studied accounting 
And so I actually started out as a psychology major. It's actually kind of funny. I started out as a psychology major on a pre-dental track. So I was I was going to be a, a dentist or an orthodontist, you know, and, I, and clearly I was like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to make all this money. It's going to be so great or whatever, you know, like, and like, it was, it was like, this is my first semester of college. And, and my friend, one of my buddies sat me down one day and he was like, so, um, are you just like in love with teeth? And I was like, and I was like, wait, actually. No, I actually don't want to work in people's uh, mouths for, for the rest of my life. And hey, no shade on on them, man, because God, God bless them, dude. But damn, I was like, damn, dude, I need to get the f out of here, dude. I am doing this shit no longer. So anyway, so I figured I was like, okay, you know, my brother was my brother's also an accountant. He was, you know, he was in, he was in accounting, and yeah. I'll call him mom. She's like, you should do, you know, finance or accounting. And I was like. I was like, all right, well, see, he's working for Connor. I was like, you know, uh, you know, I, I figured, you know, I've done so many things that have followed his footsteps these these days, so I might as well give this one a shot too. And I'm being a little bit facetious, but but my point is that I did go in with accounting and I actually really started. I really uh, I owned it, and I actually got you know I got very involved with it with the tutoring center, and I became a teaching assistant for the financial accounting course. And you know, I, I really started to become you know something that I really love because I got opportunities to to teach with the, you know, the trust that I built with the professor in front of, you know, a, you know, a 300 uh, person lecture hall, like about, you know, you know, just fundamentals of accounting. And like, I got to tutor and like, I found this like love for like, for teaching. And I think that what, what, what I conflated it with was with the fact that I love that way more than I think I actually love the accounting even, but I was okay with the fact that I was good enough at it to be like, okay, I can make a career out of it. Right. You know? And so I, you know, so naturally I, you know, I did, I went through and I ended up going to a company. I went to work for Deloitte for uh, about two and a half years. And, you know, and at first, you know, it was good. It was like, you know, so I, I studied for my CPA exam. It's four exams. And, and, you know, it was the hardest academic thing I've ever done. And it was just like, it was brutal, man. But, you know, and from May of 2018, when I graduated to uh, really when I started full time in, in that uh, June of 2019, I was like working for my uncle in the interim. I'd work part time a little bit at Deloitte in the in the winter. And, you know, anyways, I got the exam done. I looked my last exam in July of 2019. And and so I just, I took it, I took it full force, man. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm in this, you know, and I was feeling good. I was living in Fairmount by the Eastern State Penitentiary and the, the Army Museum in Philly. And I didn't, I, I, uh, I worked at like leading into the job. I, I supplemented my income from the TA job. I, I worked at McGillan's, uh, you know, which is like the oldest bar in Philly. You know, I, I don't have any regrets there, but man, I saw some, oh my God, terrible. Thing. I, I could have worked in a bar that was, that was less rambunctious, but Great. whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, you know, there's this one time I was like, finally got to work downstairs they put you upstairs as a quick side note and i was downstairs and people understand the idea of table service down there there's a separation between the table and the bars where it's closer upstairs so when it gets late at night people just don't really give a shit so i like was about to sit at seven top so i was like okay great you know like you're gonna over say i was passing out menus and for them and stuff so they're gonna eat and like as i was doing that dude this girl came up right in between them and just just threw up all over my table and i was just like i was like all right I was like, I, I don't know. Should I leave? I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. So, so anyway, so I did that to, to, um, because my mom was like, you know, she was helping me out, you know, with rent and stuff. And when I was in college, she was like, Hey, once you're done school, like you, you can move back home. You're welcome to move back home. But you know, if you don't you know, you're on your own. And I was like, okay, that's the, you know, it's way, way more than fair, way more than, you know, I'm grateful for that. So, so I decided to do that. So I was able to do the, uh, you know, live in Fairmount. And then eventually, you know, I came, I started my full-time job and, 
as it progressed, man, it was just like, I kind of got to realizing that I was just like, I was so insignificant in this big, big corporate company. And you know what, dude, I've met some of the smartest people that I've ever met in my life and some really great people, man. And there's no shade on them, no shade on whoever who works there still, or really the company at all, man. Because you know what I, what I came to realize is once, once, the, once the pandemic hit and we were working from home, not only was I working from home and did it not get, it actually got more busy for me. It didn't get any less busy. So I'm working 60 to 80 hour weeks doing accounting, just tax accounting. Cause when you, when you strip down, cause you know, obviously the one, the one thing everyone didn't have was human interaction. And then also all the other perks like networking and this and that, you know, it's like, cause you get kind of get conflated with all these other things. And you're like, Oh, this is sweet, man. Like, awesome. Like I can deal with the accounting, you know, I get 28, P, 28 PTO days. Like, all right, dude, we can do this. We got this. We're good, man. We're good. We got this. And, uh, and so so anyways, I just was, my both of my roommates I live with, one was living down the shore with his parents, totally fine. The other one was living with his girlfriend in South Philly. And I, so I was living alone in North Philadelphia by myself doing tax accounting 68 hours a week. And I would say it was probably, you know, it was, it was one of the, it was a particularly very dark time for me, man, you know? And, and so, so, so last fall, I like, uh, well, last summer, really, I was, I was, I was having a conversation with one of my friend's uncles and I was telling him how unhappy I was then at, at that point. And he was like, he was like, Hey, you know, I would love to, you know, get you in contact with a, uh, you know, guy who was in your situation. And he's like one of the happiest guys I know is one of my best friends. He, you know, he's in financial advising now. And he just, he just really, he's the, literally the happiest guy I know. So, so a couple months later, last fall, I said, you know what, I'm going to take a Jerry, his name's Jerry. I'm going to take Jerry up on his offer. And so within 20 minutes, I was on the phone with, uh, with this guy, with this guy, Tim McGuire, who Jerry put me in contact with. And he was talking to me and I was just like, dude, this guy was like the most upbeat, like unbelievable guy. So you have to keep in mind that we're so busy at work. So like, you know, people and people, as they got farther away from each other physically, they got, you know, they would, they would, you know, snap easier. Like people get more, they would be, you know, there's more, a little bit more tension, you know? And so it just like, it, it was just like, oh my God, like, I didn't think this existed in the business world at all. I just, I was so I was just brainwashed by what I was in, you know, it was just, I was all I knew. And so, so anyways, fast forward, I actually got the offer from them. And, you know, so he, he paired me up with a guy that specifically, you know, handles, uh, you know, wealth for the partners at the big four accounting firms. And I was at one of them. And at the time I was like, okay, that makes sense. I have those connections, you know, this and that, but I wasn't really like, I wasn't really totally like, uh, sold on like doing that. Cause I, I wanted to move away from accounting, you know what I mean? And maybe eventually use those contacts. And so, and then I also learned that, you know, you have to pass another four tests. So a year later, I'm like, I just passed my CPA exam. I was like, you know, which is a good credibility thing in business world. And I was like, now I got to pass another four tests. God. So I actually told them, I told them no. And so a couple months later, this past March, I actually moved back to my mom's house in, in, in Bucks County because my, my, we were able to end our lease early and it was really great and whatever. So my, and I had the opportunity to move back here. My mom was cool with it. Thank you. know, I love her to death. And so I'm here now. And, and so I'm on this. So I, they put me on a loan staff engagement. And so basically what that is, is it's a Deloitte client, but they, they are basically working for that company. So imagine, you know, for, for anyone that's listening, starting a new job and just not wanting to do it at all. That's what, that's the situation I was in. So I was in a, I was in a bad space. I was not in a good space. And so somehow, some way, this guy, Tim McGuire at the firm, financial advising firm reached out to me again and said, Hey man, we still really want you. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, so this guy's reaching out to me again. Cause, oh, so he said right after that, he was like, you and I both know that you're in the wrong career. And I'm like, all right, so this guy's reaching out to me again. I gave him a hard no in the fall. And like, you know, somehow I was still in his back pocket. Usually in business, you think like, okay, once you say no, that's, that's it, you know? And uh, so he's seeing something of myself I'm not seeing in, in me. And, you know, 
I like, you know, it's like, okay, well now I'm living at home, less expenses for a little bit here. You know, now's the time to, to do it. Talk to my mom about it. And you know what? I decided to, on March 19th of this year, I left Deloitte and you know what, dude, it was the best decision I've ever made. And it took me, you know, I said, if I'm going to study for these exams, if I'm going to go in, it's like, I always, I always had the mentality is that, you know, my, my dad, one of the things my dad always said that I always, I, I live by till this day is that if you're going to do it, do it right or don't do it at all, you know, and however you define right is, you know, is completely, you know, up to the individual. But for me, it's like, I'm going to go 110% or I'm not going to do it at all. I can't do 50, 50. So I went full force and it took me four months. I passed my life accident health, my securities industry essentials exam, my series seven and my series 66. So I can, you know, be a financial advisor and, and, you know, I'm about two months into the role now, man. And, and to transition into that, you know, one of the biggest motivators was that not only the support that I have with who, uh, who is my mentor, my partner now was that my mom would always say, quote, I'm never going to be able to retire. And I took it upon myself to say, okay, I'm going to try to do everything I can within this financial world that I've immersed myself in to make sure that that does happen in a reasonable time. And so she's 57 years old now because of what my partner and able, what I were able to do with planning and, you know, the different types of, uh, you know, asset allocation models and, and what have you not to get, you know, not to bore anyone. She's going to be retiring in two and a half years. So that's you know what dude and so you know within the last you know tomorrow within the last year really man it's just it's like that whole idea it's like you know doing yoga i'm still playing music and i'm doing all these things and like you know it's just like you know when you because you still get out of control meaning that like you know it's like there's situations where you kind of feel like you're, you're getting to that point of like oh my god like I'm, I'm not feeling good right now or whatever but it's just like dude you you have to your brain is just as much as it's the most powerful muscle in your body man you have to train just as much as you train for for football or or anything else man or, or, or playing an instrument dude you know and right. and so like as you as you acknowledge the fact that it's like Dude, you like we're we're it's not gonna do it's a continual process. People are like, oh, are you over your dad's death or whatever? So it's not like I'm over it. It's that I've been able to move forward. It's like grief is a lifelong process, man. And I think that I, you know, I we connect on that way. So so man, that that's you know, I really wanted to share that story with you guys because that's really where I'm at now. And dude, I I am I'm invigorated and I, I I am excited to live this life, man, because it's it's meant to be lived. So I mean, I, I swear, if y'all can't hear the passion, man, they, I think you need to start the interview from the beginning, really, just because I hear it. I feel it. I believe it. It's just, you know, it's a matter of it's really the process. A lot of this podcast is talking about the process. It's talking about, you know, how we start in a particular mind frame or mindset or we may even start in a particular position in our lives. But how, you know, as we move throughout things, how as we how experience things, it really goes like this. It's it, it can be a hit or miss. It can be, you know, the fact that somebody sees more in us than we can see in our ourselves at the current time is the fact that we know like i i kind of spoke about lastly is that where we are right now what we're going through this is not it for us it's you know this is just a part of life this is just a part of the process but it's all about those experiences it's all about the things that build up to that it's all about what we go through you know and how we are just as people to adapt to that to adjust to that because like you said a lot of things that you know were happening to you didn't necessarily make sense didn't necessarily you didn't necessarily agree with it but at the end of the day, you didn't let that take you out the game, bro. You didn't let that, you know, be the end all be all. So I love that. But something that you really, that that hit home for me was that the fact that this guy, he reached back out to you. Like you said, you thought it was a hard no. You thought it was really over with. You thought that was final. You felt like he saw more in you than you saw in yourself. So at that, I really kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into that. 
How did that make you feel? The fact that, you know, somebody really saw potential in you. Somebody really had faith in you. Somebody really, you know, wanted to, in a sense, take a chance on you, take a risk with you because they knew that the greater good was going to come out of you. How did, especially like you said, being at a low point in your life, not being, you know, where exactly you want to be doing exactly what you want to do. So how does that feel when, you know, somebody reaches back out to you with higher hopes for yourself than you might even have at the current moment? Yeah, uh, great question. And, you know, it was a, a extremely pivotal, a pivotal thing for me. And it just was like, you know, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, you know, cause I think that I was so, and I, maybe this will resonate with some, with some people is that like, I was convincing myself that, okay, I make X amount of money, X amount of dollars per year. And like, this is, I can, I can potentially get to this level, maybe make a little bit more money, but it's like, I, the idea that I am this person at work and then I go home and even though we're working from home, but just, you know, enter, entertain it is that, and then I come home and I'm myself. And with what he, he gave me an opportunity and he, cause he, you know, it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way sold on it in the fall. I mean, that was part of the reason why I said, no, you know, it's not, it wasn't that, that I couldn't pass these tests. You know, I was able to get through CPA so I can, I know I can do it. It was just that, like, I wasn't all the way there of like, okay, is this, is this really, is this really it? You know? And I was just like, okay. If that's not what you're feeling at the moment, you know, you're not just going to fully immerse yourself into something. I can, I can dig that. Right. So, and so, but he gave me that up. He showed me, he kept saying, even from the fall till then, like, he was like, like, I am who I am at work. And like, I've never, I've never had a job. And okay, let, let me, let me make it clear that, you know, it's still, it's still work, man. It's not, you know, it's still a job, but you know, and so there, there is, there is, there is differences, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of professionalism, but dude, like, this is like, I, you know, when I speak and I, I was just like rambling, I'm so passionate because I am dude, like, cause like I get to go wake up every day to try to make it like make a significant impact in others' lives. And that's like, I've finally recently been able to live in a, in a mission that I actually want to live in dude and not do uh, freaking tax returns, man. And not saying that that's not valuable, man. I, and I don't want to, and if anyone does accounting, man, accounting is, it's hard work and I understand it. And I respect that. And I respect anything that anyone does, man. Cause it's not, it's not easy in this world out here. But for me personally, I, I wasn't, I couldn't, I didn't see, uh, like I didn't have a mission. It was, there was, it was just loss and okay. I just have to do what they tell me to do. And then I'll, I mean, maybe I'll get there if they like me enough. And they, it was like, dude, how many times are these people going to tell me that I'm not good enough before I, you know, I'm a human being before I break. And that's, you know, that's, that was part of it. Cause I was like, you know, cause at the end of the day, man, this was a huge risk for me. You know, there wasn't any guarantee that I was going to pass these tests. There wasn't any guarantee that I was actually going to be successful when I got there, you know, and it's like, you have to be able to continue to do that. But I now am in a position to actually help people, man. Like, cause I understand what inadequate financial planning would do. It's like, you know, the, the, the payout that my mom got for the life insurance that, you know, my, that from my dad, like she put every single cent of that into each and uh, the four of us, my siblings. And dude, and now that, you know, I, that's part of the business that I do. And, and, and knowing that, and obviously you never want to use something like that. Right. You know, because we, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's there for a reason. Right. And so there are situations where it's like, okay, well, that's powerful, man. So in the worst case scenario, if something does happen, it's like, we're going to be okay. You know, and it's like, and it's like, dude, I just. I've really, 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 because it's not because you know, there's other people out there in the financial advising world that man that like are really just in it for the money, man. And like, I owe it to everyone else to say that, hey, man, I want to build a trust and relationship with you before we do anything. So we can, I can take care of you and we can take care of each other. You know, we can build that, man. And I'm very passionate about that. And I've never been in a situation, whether it be in the finance world or not, because there's plenty of other things that are making unbelievable impact. So many people that you've talked to on these podcasts, you know, I've been listening to like, 
amazing people, man, that are making an impact. Dude, if you if you lose sight of your mission and not being able to make an impact, man, then you, you need to reorient yourself. So so I you know, I hope that answers your question. Bro, you've even answered some questions that I've had subliminally that I haven't even been able to ask just because you know you you give you give so such in-depth answers, but you're and it's not even a bad thing in a sense. It's just because you know you're just that passionate. You've just gone through so much. You've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the beautiful, the horrendous, like all every a little bit of everything, bro. But I think that that's while it's not necessarily ideal, while it's not something that we want to go through, I think that for you is beautiful because you know, bro, it's allowed you to appreciate different things. Like you said, you're not the same person who you were even a year ago. You're not even the same mm-hmm. person who you were yesterday. But in a sense, bro, you've you've grown a lot. And like I said, I, I really noticed a lot of that in our phone call that we were able to catch up on that we were really able to talk. Like I said, bro, I've, I've got nothing but good vibes from you from the beginning, from when I met you in high school. I understood it, bro. I understood. Look, we were young. We were kids. We were just trying to have fun. We were just doing whatever. We went to all boys school. Sometimes the, you know, just the, 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 the masculine energy, it was just built up. Bro. So sometimes you just had to do certain things that probably we weren't supposed to be doing. We just, our our mm-hmm. definition of fun, per se, wasn't everybody's definition of fun. But bro, I also feel like you've you've grown from that you've learned from that you're in a totally different space right now bro and i just and i love that for you and i'm very excited for you know what's to come for that so something that you know we're big on not we're big on but something that you're big on something that i've watched or i've followed or i've even been able to re tap back in with you as a part of this journey is music i see the mm-hmm. guitars in the background like i said bro mm-hmm. you're looking good you've done been able to link with the grade school teachers and everything to such a small world so can you really just kind of take me into a little dive as to how music really kind of influenced you and, and how it kind of re-entered your life? And then what role did that really play for you? And how is that really, you know, shaping the individual that you are to this day? Yeah, man, absolutely. I would be uh, freaking happy to, man. I would say that, you know, to really even bring it back to, you know, so many things that link back to my to my father is that my dad was was huge into music. He loved rock and roll, blues, and like, you know, he would always, you know, I grew up listening to, you know, everything from Zeppelin to Clapton to, you know, uh, you know, yes, the Genesis to, you know, all, you know, ACDC, you know, you name it, man, all those, you know, all those kind of bands. And, and it was like, it's almost like, I guess, literally and figuratively like music to my ears. So what, cause when I grew older and started to kind of, you know, get into different kinds of music and then like, whatever, but like, that's like, that's just like home base for me, you know, like that, you know, like, and, and. And so he actually was, you know, he like made us all like me and all my siblings play an instrument. So my, my brother Connor played the, played the drums when we were younger. And when I was in uh, fifth grade, I played uh, the bass. And at the time of my life, I wasn't as committed to it. You know, it's like with an instrument in order to actually get any, any, anywhere to a proficient level, you have to be consistent with it. You know, it's like anything else. And I wasn't really there, but you know, I did, I did learn it enough to like kind of have some kind of mechanics with it. So then I picked it, the guitar up in sophomore year of, of high school. So that was, you know, 2011. So 10, like 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, I just, I just was one of those things where I just, my, so my brother played and then we, you know, I was in the same kind of friend group with him. So I would say one of the biggest things for me, man, is that like, we would, you know, we would, you know, be down the shore in the summertime and like, we, you know, we would have a, the, a particular a couple group of guys that like, that played and like, we would all just like, and we all, we, it was funny cause we all kind of started like at the level, like, especially with the string instruments, like, you know, and we just kind of like built our way, way up, you know, we, you know, one of our buddies was what ended up being a really good singer. And like, he also, you know, played the drum, like a sit down drum. So we did a ton of like acoustic stuff. And so 
it was like that kind of thing was just like, it just became a part of my life and became like, dude, like this was just like, I was just purely, I was just in love with it, dude. It was like, I just couldn't get enough of it, man. Like I, I would, you know, I would just, I would play with them and then I would just be by myself. And I would just like, I literally spent, dude, I, I, I tell like when I got to college, dude, I would sit my freshman year, my, my, uh, my roommate got so this to me dude i used to sit there and just do and just un- try to understand the relationships of notes because there's only 12 notes that exist in the musical world which is actually kind of crazy you know to think about of there there's so many different kinds of music from rap to hip-hop to jazz to to rock to blues i mean dude there's so many different kinds of music it blows my mind and but there's only with all those things beats and everything it's a harmonies there's 12 notes you know and so so I was obsessed. I got obsessed. You know, I got so obsessed with like the relationship and these notes and like, okay, like, oh, here's the major scale. And it's like, okay, well, how can I do the major scale? How can I move that up in position? How can I? And so I spent, I spent the really hard work understanding the neck of the guitar and then like starting at a different note or a different key and then saying, okay, well, why do these chords and this key go together? What's, what's happening here? What's the relationship there? And so because of, like the jamming that we were doing and stuff, I just took it upon myself to to do that. Freshman year of college, you know, I wrote a, even I wrote a couple of songs that I was just like so inspired by like this because it was just a never it was never ending. And it's still and that's the thing, dude, it's I'm still learning. There's still so much to learn with it. So it's just it continually defines who I am, man. And, and so because I've been playing for so long, because I've been so dedicated to it, I just I've never kind of bridged the gap of like, OK, well, well, can I, can I do this in front of people? Like, can I, like, in a way where, like, it makes them feel good, you know, like, you know, in a band setting or even if it's a small acoustic thing. And, you know, I played some open mics and stuff, you know, in college, but, like, you know, I never, like, did this whole band thing. So I was, like, you know, this whole new leaf that I turned a couple months ago, it kind of renewed this energy in me that, like, you know, dude, I just like, I just want to get on stage, man. That's all I want to do. I just want to play. I just, I just want to do it. I just want to play. And so my, my girlfriend, uh, you know, bless her heart. She's an incredible person. Uh, I don't know what I'd do without her. She, so her uncle has a brewery that's around here and they were opening up a new location in the last couple of months. And, and, uh, uh, he was like, she was like, Hey, like, you know, there was, they're going to have live music. They're building a stage and stuff. And I was just like, Oh yeah, just tell them I have a band. I had zero band. I had no band at all. And so because I've been playing with these guys, like my brother and friends, I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, just tell them I have a band because I was like, I can pull a band together. We, we got this, dude. We're good. Yeah, we'll figure and, it out. Yeah, dude. And so so he calls me the next morning and he's like, yeah, so like, you know, what's the deal here? And I was just like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, uh, yeah, so you have a band? And I was like, absolutely. When can we play? You know, <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I, I can't make this up. I was just so excited, dude. And so, uh, and so what happened up happened was, you know, we, we booked a gig. I got two guys together and, uh, we pray it was free. It was this in April or March. And then, uh, in May, the end of May we played and dude, like we got all my friends there and like, you know, my, my mom was there and like, it was dude. And it was just like, everything was just, everyone played their, their role so perfectly, dude. And like, I just have, I've never, it was one of the most alive moments I've ever felt in my life, dude. And from that point on, and that was so recently, right? From that point on, I was like, dude, I have to chase this. Like I, this has to be a part of my life that I really do because I don't care if I get paid any money. I don't get paid. I don't care about any of that, dude. I just want to get on stage. And I want to play. Cause I was like, dude, if we can make people feel good and it's a mutual thing for me, then like, why the hell not? Right. So yeah, man, that's just, it's all, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, mean, I love it, dude. It's a, it, it, I just, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm just, I can't even speak words right now. Like, yeah, so I love that. I love it from just from the confidence aspect to just from 
the, you know, just the growth. I really can sense it, bro. Like I said, I'll keep emphasizing. I'll keep talking about it just because, bro, it's we've come a long way. We've come a long way just from, you know, just unfortunate situations. We've come a long way just from, you know, not always being understood. We've come a long way from just our own immaturity, our own, you know, adolescence, just, just being young, just being dumb in a sense, just not necessarily knowing everything or how everything works or just being naive in a sense about the world, the outlook, future, whatever have you. So, I love that, bro. I love the fact that, you know, you had confidence in yourself from the beginning. And it's not necessarily to say that, you know, it's nothing wrong with everybody's at different stages, different points in their life where sometimes it's hard to have that self-confidence. Sometimes it's hard to do that evaluation and really know what you are, what you bring to the table, what you can offer, what you can be for other people. But it's another thing, you know, when you don't know how people view you. It's another thing when you're kind of just trying to figure out like where where you're at, like where you fit, like where you gauge. It's, it's hard going through the process, bro. Simply put, like it's hard, you know, not being where you want to be, but seeing other people, like you said, doing that compare and contrast. It's hard, you know, knowing that you work so hard at something, knowing that this is where you want to be. But for right now, you're just right here and you have to accept that. And you have to recognize that, you know, greater plans are definitely ahead. Greater plans are definitely in store. But for right now, it just can't work out that way. So something that that really makes me think about immediately, bro, is just, you know, where you are right now. So with where you are right now, with the space that you're in, with everything that you have going on, what's next? Like, how are you feeling right now? Like, obviously, you know, you've gone through a lot. Obviously, you know, you're, you've are you gone back home. You've taken care of the family. You've done what you had to do. You've had the confidence in yourself to move forward. You've been able to reconnect and rekindle certain friendships, relationships, and things like that. But at the end of the day, you've grown internally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, all of that. So what's next for Brendan Daly? What's next for me, man, is to is to continue to to understand that I have to no matter even and dude, even today, it was like, you know, I was like, you know, I was kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, I was being a little bit hard on myself, you know, because of what I, you know, it wasn't it, nothing in particular. It was just that, like, I was actually asking myself the same question. And I was like, well, how am I going to build on my practice? And like, you know, how is this going to work? And like last Sunday, like, you know, I, I, I'm playing jazz with these guys. It's a jazz duo. And they let me sit in for a few songs on, on every, every Sunday now. And I just, I didn't play well because jazz, jazz is very technical. And it's like, I just was like, I was, I didn't have, uh, you know, I just, something happened to me personally. And I just was like, I just wasn't in the right headspace. And, and so my point saying this was that like, is that like, dude, I just need to understand and keep understanding that like, I need to, A, I need to be kind to myself. I need to not, I need to understand that I need to forgive myself for feeling, for feeling the way that I feel when I, when they, when it does get there. And I just need to just move, just take as long as I just take one foot in front of the other, man, even if it's a freaking quarter of a quarter of a step, man, mm -hmm. just as long as my left foot or my right foot's moving in front of, the, front of the, the other one, man. And like, it's just that, like, I just, and, and driving home my mission of that, I want to, I want to play music and I want to, and I want to be able to make people feel good based on the fact that I can do that. And that's a beautiful thing. And I want to help people be able to, you know, have a financial future and build build those plans but i would say most importantly man my ever ever since you know and i really i want to emphasize this uh with freaking a million stars is that the number one thing that i want in my life man is that i just i just want i want to to be you know there for the people that are there for me and and that the the idea that life is about is about what you give it's not about what you receive and I want to give as much as I can to the people that I love, man. And I want to start a family and I'm with an incredible girl now, man. I'm, I'm so in love with her, dude. She's just a, my, she's my number one. And I, she's that. amazing. And, and, you know, what, you don't know what the future holds, but you know, going in that direction, but dude, like ever since, you know, I've experienced the loss of my dad, the, the number one thing I want to do in my life is start my own family. 
And so that's where that's where I want to go, man. I'm 25 years old. I'm I'm young, but man, and you know, I want to be able to build build my business and help people and play music. But most importantly, man, I really want to start a family, and I I want to I want to do that, man. And so that's that's where I'm headed. I think. I think that you know, losing a parent, going through all of the trials, the tribulations, all of that is just is different, bro. Because like you said, losing your dad kind of has put you in a position where. At this point, you want to start a family. This is the time that you're on. This is what you want to do, bro. I feel the same way about my mom. I think about all the time how, you know, at this point in my life, yes, my mom was the most important woman in my life. I'm a mama's boy without a doubt. Once she, you know, passed on, my grandma became that that figure right there. That fig- that was the hardest moment of my life for me, bro. All transparency, having to be with my grandma in the hospital. And she turned to me and I had to console her. I didn't know what to say, bro. Like at the end of the day, we all realized that as as sucky as it sounds, either way you put it, a parent is not supposed to have to bury their child. It sucks either way. A child have to bury their parent. parent it, it sucks. It's lost either way. But for me, it put a lot of things in perspective to me from the respect of, yo, it's moving forward. Some of the most important women in my life, other than family, will not meet my mom, will not know, you know, who that woman was to my life, will be able to hear that, you know. We'll be able to hear that I was so that I was all for her, that I loved her to death, that that was just me, that that was. um, But that, you know, that that was just my that was my lady. That was my number one. That was who I, you know, I, I rocked mm-hmm. from from start to finish. But it's just like, you know, some people won't really know the impact that she's had in my life because you won't be able to meet her. You'll be able to hear stories. You'll be able to hear my recollections and different accounts and things like that. But you won't directly know the impact that that woman had in my life and why sometimes, you know, I am the way that I am. I, I definitely was talking to my sister last night and some of my friends, and they definitely have suggested therapy for me and just things like that. And by no means am I against therapy. I feel like, you know, within the African-American community, therapy has not the best stereotype or generalization or things like that. A lot of people feel like it's not there to help you or, you know, we feel like we're being too vulnerable and, and people may not rock with that. But for me, it's just like, yo, I might need to talk about certain things like that. I might need to address, you know, things in my life that I wasn't able to control or that that I've had to sit on since high school. I was my mom in 2011. Ten years later, here we are. I'm still functioning. I'm still dry. I hear people telling me that they feel like I just have it all together, that they feel like, you know, I'm just I'm just this individual who, you know, is just making things happen, who is doing this. Bro, I struggle just the same. I cry. I miss my mom. I mope. I, I weep. I, I feel sorrow. All of that. So it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to keep going, but also recognizing what that's done for you. That's mm-hmm. had me look at women in my life in a different light. That's had mm-hmm. me, you know, even sometimes check my friends when, you know, I feel like they were disrespecting their moms or not, you know keeping it core. I said, yo, you only get one mom. I don't care what she's done to you. I don't care how you feel about her. I don't care what she said, how she's, you only get one of them things. If she didn't do what she did for nine months, you would not be here. You would not be able to tell it. So whether you agree, whether you disagree, whether you know you're not really on that type of time or on that type of level, you have to understand it at least at the base level. So for me, I get every bit of that. And I definitely think that it's shaped, you know, who I am as a person is definitely shaped how I approach different relationships, particularly with women and things like that. But it's also shaped for me, one something that I'm so big on, something that, you know, you can't tell me one way or another. I'm going to appreciate the small things. I'm going to appreciate the fact that I woke up this morning, that I have breath in my body, that I can move, that I can open my eyes to check my phone, to post thank you, God, that I can sit on here with this interview with you, that I can clock into my job, that I can get in a car and drive, that I can do all of that. Because, bro, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. somebody out here has it worse than me. Somebody out here is struggling. I'm driving past people, you know, who are begging for, you know, this and that and not living, no no food in their bellies, no roof over their head, no clothes on their back, different things like that. People who are literally day to day struggling to survive. 
So how can I let this take me out the game? How can I let this, you know, really defeat me? So what that really leads me to is that, bro, we, we, we've touched on a lot here. We've touched on, you know, who you are as an individual. We've touched on your experiences and how they've shaped you. We've touched on how you become to this Brendan Daly that you are today. Because I've known Brendan Daly since 2010. And here we are 11 years later, and I'm sitting down with my man, and he's looking clean as ever. He's looking <laughs> he, He's giving me some wins myself, and he's made me even want to step back and reevaluate some of the decisions and some of the things that I've done in my own life. So moving forward, you know, just thinking about everything, just thinking about my IG live followers, just thinking about my people who are going to tap into this on YouTube and yeah, all the other avenues, just thinking about my people who are going to hear the audio with this. What do you feel like we haven't touched on today? What do you? What is a message that you want to leave for people, whether it be personal, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, financial, spiritual, whether it just be about losing a parent, whether it be musically related, whether it be anything? What is something that you feel like, you know, we haven't really gotten into today? Or what is something that kind of, if Brendan Daly has some last words to leave to the people, some wise words, some words of wisdom. And I know my boy's got a lot. He's, he's got the gems, if y'all haven't heard. He's got the gems. He's got the passion. I thought, like I, said, I, thought I was excited. I thought I looked good. I thought, you know, I put a little sweater on. I tried to. Pop the collar a little bit. My boy can't really stunt, you know, but he really came on with the passion and appreciation. So what do you have for the people, bro? I would say that first, man, just to uh, touch up just a quick before I say that is that, dude, like I've been in therapy for, you know, consistently with the same guy for over two years now. And I've done I've been in therapy in different points of my life and, you know, and, and whatever culture and community that you're in. And I just want to say to you and everyone else, man, that it's, you know, it's I think everyone should, man, because life's hard, dude. Life's, life's hard and it we're not in this thing alone. So don't ever feel like you're there's something wrong with you or that you're crazy or any of those things, man. So if you ever if anyone was ever questioning doing that, it has done incredible things for him because it's an unbiased third party. You know, it's a you can't get it from it. You can't get that from anywhere else, really. You know, because I mean, because a, a lot of other people, even if they almost are a third party, they still have some kind of opinion about it. You know, it's the, that idea. So. Well, I'll say that and, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with that. And I said, I even said it earlier, but, you know, happiness is only one thought away and don't just be kind to yourself and don't, don't be so hard on yourself. And it's easy for me to say, because I'm no, I am so hard on myself. It's ridiculous, but, and surround yourself by people that support you, man. Take out the naysayers in your life, man. It's easier said than done because you can't really, it's the closest people in your life, life, man. But you know what, dude? Keep those people at a distance, man. Surround yourself with people that are gonna, that are gonna provide you with the same the same kind of support and and in the same maybe in a different way, but they're gonna we're, you're gonna move forward together, man. Just surround yourself by people that are positive, man, and want to live this life and want to live it because it's it's good, man. And then they're ready to deal with the hard stuff and they're ready to help hold you accountable. They'll hold you accountable in, in a good way, man. Right. And saying that if you're if you're messing up, dude, it's like, hey, dude, you know, you know, hey, girl, like pick up, you know, like, dude, look, we got to We got to get it. We got to recenter here, recenter our awareness. And we got to move on, man. Life is a continual process, man. It will always, it will, it'll be good, bad, and all good, but just know that just be kind to yourself and surround yourself with people that have a similar mentality as you, man. And I, and that is how I think that will breed success because everything else will take care of itself, man, because we're all, we all have the capability to do something amazing. God put us on this earth for, for some sort of reason, whether it be God or whatever you believe in spiritually, you know, and it's just like, we, you have a purpose. You're supposed to be here and the world needs you. So that's what I'll lead you guys with. Damn, bro. I love it. I, I was, I was so amped up after our phone call last week, bro, that it was just like, wow, like, damn, like, I I'm, I can't wait till Sunday to reach out to him to let's schedule this. You told me Thursday. I said Thursday. I'm pushing everything to the side. 
this is happening. This is going on. And this is going to happen. So I'm, I'm appreciate that. that. You know, not only was I able to, not only have I been able to keep up, up with the progress with you from the time we left us out till now, to, but but it's, it's been beautiful to just see everything that you have going on, to see how you support me, to see how we necessarily didn't talk every day. We necessarily didn't even check in with each other on social media and things like that, but it was there never any love lost. And so I love things like that. But the fact that you really came on here, bro, you gave your authentic self from start to finish. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to become vulnerable. It's not easy to, you know, sometimes reopen wounds or go back to those low points that you had in life and just, you know, feel a certain type of way. Relive those emotions sometimes, bro. It's not the easiest. So for one, from me to you, I love you, bro. I appreciate you, you know, for everything that you've done for me. Love you too, man. It's just every, you know, coming on here, bro, being a part of Vision, making this happen, a vision for my father. Because like I said, a lot of my followers have resonated with you tonight, bro. And, and that's just on IG Live. That's just a sneak peek that they got. So I feel like, you know, once this really comes public once we really do this it's over so i love it bro so last thing you know before we officially close out can you just tell people you know where they can tap in with you on social media if they want to you know find you kind of reach out and just keep up with the music journey and just you know even kind of yeah. give some advice whether it be about therapy personal or anything like that where can we um where can we best reach you yeah absolutely man so my uh my instagram handle is uh dales d-a-l-e-s with an underscore and you, know, you can reach me out on Instagram. My phone number, if you want to reach, you know, if you want to call me, text me, you know, I'm totally comfortable giving my phone number. My phone number is 215-910-1566. And my email, if you want to, you can reach me on my email too, if you want. It's brendan.daily, B-R-E-N-D-A-N dot daily at equitable.com. It's my, it's my work email, but it's the email that I'm most on. So I, you know, that's why I'm providing that. But hey, you know, I want to connect with, with anyone and, and everyone. So, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. You know, if you want, if you want to just talk, if you're having a bad day, give me a call, man. Seriously. Come on, man. He was the, hey, IG Live. He's the first person to ever, ever come on this podcast in my 60 plus episodes. Drop his phone number. I would utilize it if I was you. Don't be playing on the phone. Don't be sending a crazy text. <laughs> be mature. But nah, he was the first person to really get down to business with us to really, you know, Let's get to the nitty gritty. So, bro, like I said, I definitely appreciate you. It's all love this way. Anything that I can do to be of help to you, of assistance, you know, plug you in either way. I'm going to lock in with you. The fact that, you know, like I said, even after all these years, we're still plugged in. We're still making things happen. It's a big mm -hmm. thing, bro. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on my platform, for making things happen, for being able to drop some things that, you know, I, somebody took something from this tonight, whether it be on IG Live, whether it be when they tune in after we publish it, somebody took something from this, bro. And I, I would be surprised if nobody reached out to you, if nobody, you know, wanted to move forward with things. But I'm wishing you all the best, bro, in every endeavor and every avenue that you put your energy towards and anything that you invest yourself in bro i know that it's nothing but up for you so i love that and to everybody you know from the ig live to just tapping in with front of me right now for everybody who continues to show us love for everybody who continues to make this happen progresses gives me feedback makes it happen i appreciate y'all man from start to finish so this has been another episode of the down to business podcast here with tomorrow turn